do it immediately. Don't hesitate. <laughs> really, because if you dawdle around, you're just you're frittering away stuff. Just you know, take positive action, but stay with it. You know, follow through with things. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Hello, Land Sharks. Today, I have an amazing guest with me. His name is Brian Penn. My name is Brent Bowers. Brian is a local local guy with me. He's in Colorado Springs with me. And we got to meet a couple years ago, actually, at my real estate meetup. And I'm just so, so excited to see what he's been doing with land. And I'm excited to have him on the call today on the podcast. Brian, how are you? I'm doing great, Brent. It's really good to be here. I really, really look forward to talking to you about the stuff and, and just talking to people about how this is how I've changed my life in a lot of ways. I, uh, and the things I've done in real estate over the years. And, and this just is just another step in the whole process. And I feel like this is just a, a super opportunity to, to just change from things a little bit. That's what I'm so excited to talk to you about. You know, you, I know you're a very highly educated man. You've done a lot of real estate transactions. Your son is a Marine pilot. I mean, God bless America. You guys are doing all these things. You live in the beautiful beautiful country. I don't want to tell people where you actually live <laughs> on this podcast. But um, yeah, I mean, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about a little bit about your background. Yeah. You know, I know you have a PhD and you've done tons of real estate. And then I want to know, why did you get into the land? Like of all niches in real estate, the most simple niche, you were doing all these things. And then it's almost like you're kind of simplifying a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us about it. Well, I actually started and uh, finished up finishing up my last semester of my PhD, and I realized uh, just my I have a very arcane background. My PhD is not one of those very popular PhDs, and so it's called igneous petrology, and so there's not a lot of jobs in there. And I so I I first started I first started with the idea of buying. I got a flyer this back in '95 where I got a flyer that said, "Hey, you can make money in probate," and so I took a course in probate and bought my first couple properties out of probate. And I still wasn't really doing full-time. So I, I moved down to Texas where probate doesn't work because they, you know, I think it's, they've made it so people can't get involved in probate. So I, I branched over and, you know, it was an infomercial or something like that. And I, I said, oh, I'll buy real estate this way. And so that's, I started buying single family houses in the, I guess the early 90s or mid 90s. And uh, then I just acquired different houses over the time using different techniques. Got back to Colorado and just started buying properties, acquiring properties in Colorado Springs. And so that's that was, and it's all based around the notion that you have to prepare for the future because you just never know when things are going to go against you and stuff like that. And they, they usually do at some point, you know, you think you get everything planned out, mapped out and stuff. You've got to have a fallback position and I was working for the Department of Defense, doing a bunch of really cool stuff. And then we hit the Obama time and stuff like that in the previous administration. And we kind of fell on hard times from a DOD point of view. So I had to just start branching out and depending more on my real estate. So it really made a huge difference for me 
in terms of just, you know, supporting me for a number of years. And so, but the things have changed, as you know, in Colorado Springs, where uh, now everybody wants to come to Colorado Springs. I could, I used to, um, I actually, most of the properties I acquired, uh, a lot of times I just took over the notes and stuff like that. Now, that's almost a, that's a virtual impossibility at this point. And so, you, you, you know, and I, and I worked with, and I've always worked with tenants and stuff. And sometimes you just get kind of tired of tenants. <laughs> you get tired of people calling you and doing stuff the like two that. T's, tired <laughs> of tenants. <laughs> so uh, then I just saw that, you know, I was, we were talking that one time, you gave an overview of, of doing the land stuff. And I said, you know, that's really great. I'd really like to do that. And so, you know, we got together and you showed me, showed me the ropes. And so I just started doing that, you know, and I just try to, you know, it's, you just try to learn stuff and you go, okay, this is different. This is new, but I can, I can learn this and I can make it happen. And so that's what I did. And I, I recognized what you had to offer in terms of the skill set. And I said, I'd like to have that skill set. And so I can, you know, keep moving in real estate because it's, it's an excellent, excellent vehicle for acquiring and growing your wealth and stuff. And it also gives you the opportunity to pass the wealth on to the next generation, which, it, you know, that's another thing I was thinking about, too, because my kids and stuff, I'd like them to have the fruits of my labor, if you will. And uh, be able to have a little heads up or head start on on the world as they go forward. So there's just so many ways. Real estate is probably the best venue for for acquiring wealth and just having a good steady income. So, and I like the passive income. Really do like the passive income side of the land stuff. So it's you know acquiring land, and then you don't have to worry that you've got to bring a plumber out or you got to do you know there's a window or something like that's gone wrong, and so. I, that all just very much appealed to me in the process. And you know what I love about you, Brian, is you took action immediately. You know, after we kind of met on a couple of Zoom calls and I showed you the ropes, how long have you been doing land now? You know, I guess as far as when did you start learning about land? I think it was in the July timeframe. It was June, July timeframe. I think I went to one of the one of our meetings and you talked about it. I think it was in June. It's been kind of wacky because of all this COVID stuff, but I think we were we had meetings in June, and you just talked about it and said, "Oh, that's what I want to do." You know, the, yeah, so I think it was like, June okay. or July you started, so let's just call it June. Mm-hmm. So about six months ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, well, how long did it take you to get your first deal in land? You know, was it difficult? Did it did it take thousands and thousands of mailers and hundreds of phone calls and door knocking like? How I just, hard? <laughs> uh, it didn't take, it, well, it didn't take very long at all. I just, I mean, I, I, you know, I selected the different, you know, went with the initial process of going to the, the county owned properties. There was some in Park County that I liked. So I sent out some cards there and some in Pueblo County. And I actually got some calls. Like I sent out the, the letters, I think within a week of me sending them out, I had people calling me and it was, you know, somewhere one little, week. Yeah. It really was. You just send them out and then you just talk to people. And so I, I have now have a couple, you know, I've got a couple that I've acquired. I've basically done the best thing. I've run out of money. And so I can't buy anymore. But I have a couple that are just sitting on the side of the table here, on the side of my desk with, you know, people that, that want to sell me their land. And I'm just waiting for some of these other properties to turn over. And then I'll probably buy those properties. How, how many of those, I, I love to call them, how, how many of those letters? Do you have sitting there with people's signatures saying they are ready to part with their land? Pretty much two right now. Two. Awesome. 
That is amazing. So, so how many how many notes do you have? Because I'm pretty sure you you bought and sold yours on payments, right? You sold them on. Well, payments. I I, I have uh, only one. The one I have, well, the one I sold this last week. I don't really have any payments set up right now. I've got a few people who are interested. I had one guy just pay me cash. Oh wow! Cash, okay, so, so you, you took so the that, easy way out. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I was ready to do a payment plan. He goes, "I'll just you know, it's a small lot in Colorado City, and it was uh, you know, barely a quarter of an acre." There's no utilities. There's nothing there. But he goes, I want the property. I said, okay. And he basically chased me down. It was I was driving down to, I think it was driving down to Houston for Thanksgiving. So I, he called me in the middle, of, you know, when I was, I'm driving. He goes, hey, I want this property. I said, okay, I'll get back to you in a couple of days. I'm going down to, um, to Houston for the, the holiday and stuff like that. And he called me like two or three times during that time. Are we going to do this? Are we going to do this? And so... I got back and uh, he was calling me actually on, as, as I'm driving up to my house. I said, look, I will get everything to you in a few minutes. And I did that. The next day we met, we met down in Colorado Springs and he just, he gave me the money. I went, went into Ent and put it in my account. I love the motivated buyers. Yes. Once they're like, um, are you going to do this or not? So I can't blame you. And I, I had to give you a hard time taking the easy way out <laughs> um, because I did that on my first probably... I don't know. I want to say like seven or eight land deals because it was just like people would offer me money and I would take it. Uh, Cause I mean, I was still trying to figure out if this was real, if I could really believe this. So mm-hmm. um, that one note that you have, you know, you said you have one on payments or did I, unless I didn't. No, I don't actually have any okay, payments. Just yet. That's my goal is to get payments. It. That's really where I want to go. And I, I was, Trying to egg this guy on a little bit. He goes, no, I'll just pay cash. I'm like, okay. It was, what, like I said, it was one of, one of the cheaper lots. You know, it was like, thir- you know, a couple thousand dollars. So it's like, okay. That's when you know you sold it for too cheap. When they- <laughs> You want them to make payments because they, they had to come up with it later on. Well, that's yeah. really awesome. Uh, what was your profit? What did the profit look like on that one? Uh, I, I got, I think, $1,000 out of it in terms okay. of profit, which, you know, which was fine with me because it's like, Okay, the first deal. As long as I turn a profit, I'm I'm happy with that because it's it's all a learning thing. And and I'm I, I look at stuff and just say, okay, if I got a cash flow, I'm happy. You know, it's like when I was when I'm buying houses or something like that. If I if I buy a house and I'm I'm getting a hundred dollars a month cash flow, I'm pretty happy with that. You know, so it's like as long as I'm cash flowing or seeing a positive thing, it's that's really good. I'm still learning. I'm still learning, and so I'm like, okay. Let's, this is just a step in the direction towards where I'm going. So I have these other properties that, you know, one is buildable, the other one's just more acreage. And so they're going to come around too. You know, this is kind of a kind of an off kind of season right now. We're getting up towards between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I don't expect a lot of activity. And so, you know, people call me, I'm like, yay. So <laughs> Yeah, we did slow down a little bit. I don't know yeah. if it was the elections or you know, Thanksgiving or what was going on, but uh, it was kind of a nice break too. Cause I know my, my land sales specialist was, was ready to get out of town again and take some more time off. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, she's partially retired, but no, that's really good. And I love the fact, I mean, a thousand bucks, Holy cow, you yeah. know, a thousand bucks within a few months, you're getting paid to learn, you know, how many, well, first off, how did you find that deal? What type of marketing strategies you use to get that piece of property? Uh- Basically, just the uh, the letters, just sending the letters out to folks, you know, just, just finding the people, you know, going through the county-owned, you know, tax liens, and then just going through that list and setting a threshold for how much, 
how much I wanted to try and how much I'm willing to pay for it than yeah. uh, how much how much I think I can make on it and stuff. So I you know I did some very high level you know comparative markets CMAs on the on the properties and stuff like that. And I could say okay, that's this is what I'm offered. There were some that were going for half of what I ended up selling for. So I was like very happy with what I got. So. No, I'm sure you did. I, I've seen your market reports that you do <laughs> for the meetup group. Um, it's about time to see another one of those whenever we're allowed to meet again here. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm sure you probably really, really dove into the numbers on your comps. I kind of take the really simplistic approach. If it takes me more than five minutes to to learn what a like a new county as far as what the land's selling for, that's too much time. Like I, I keep it as simple mm-hmm. as possible. I imagine yeah. you probably have some spreadsheets and some high level numbers. That's about all I do. I, I, you know, it's like just ballpark it to a great extent and, you know, that can get you in trouble, but a lot of times it's a, it's a good first, first pass. And then when you get people who are actively interested and I, then I dive in a little deeper and see, well, you know, is this true? Am I, am I, you know, always do your due diligence on this stuff. Even if it's so first rate one, then, then, you know, get them hooked and then you can negotiate stuff down. You go, oh, wait, this tax thing is way higher than I thought or something. You know, let's let's see what we can do with that. So I think it's kind of funny is is in that Colorado City area, my insurance guy, the guy that does all the insurance for properties I control, he has a lot down there. He bought about 20 years ago for $12,000. And I said, you know, you know, it, it's not really worth anything like that now. And so, because he got a letter offering him $300, which I thought was, that, that offer is too high, actually. Um, <laughs> and I said, he goes, what would you offer me? And I said, well, I'm sure as heck I'm not going to offer you $300, pal. And so, <laughs> and he's a good guy. He's a good good insurance guy and stuff like that. And so, uh, but I just said, yeah, I'm thinking you should just hold on to that for a while. This, yeah. you, know, you you put that much money into it that many years ago that Somehow people thought that that the area around Colorado City was going to grow by leaps and bounds, and it really hasn't. You know, yeah, yeah, they've done very well of keeping it below the knee. Like they're keeping it small for a reason, and I'm fine with that. You know, yeah. like, it's beautiful out there. I know that. Oh, it is. It's well, how gorgeous, many sir. how many of those letters did you have to send to get that deal? Oh, I know I've sent a couple hundred. You know, five hundred to a thousand letters. I'm saying at least five hundred for sure. And so the response was really good, I think, because, and you, we had talked about that initially is the ones like the ones in Park County. I sent out like a hundred and I got one response, one or two responses right away. Oh yeah. So, you know, like, boom. And that was, that was a weird one because that was just a weird property because the woman had died, owned the property, died in test and her sister got the letter and called me up and said, Hey, you know, I want to get this and, you know, I'd like to sell the property to you, but she died in test date, so she didn't leave the property to anybody. So it would cost somewhere around twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars to have a lawyer come in, look at the will, and move. You know, just have it transferred into a sister's name, and so. And I wasn't going to pay her anywhere near that for the property. So I think it's just lingering out there because it's stuck in limbo. That property's stuck in limbo. Sad. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's sad because you can't really help those people unless the land was actually worth, you know, thousands of dollars. And then it's actually worth it. And we've had people, I was actually talking to uh, one of my my guys that coached as well Mm -hmm. probably about an hour ago. He kind of had the same situation. I was like, look, they'd literally have to give you the land. Yeah. Work and 
lo and behold, like she's actually just like, yeah, just take it, take the land. I don't want yeah. it aim anymore. Uh, I've, for some reason, a lot of times land land sellers will think, oh, it's I'm so far behind on taxes. This is going to ruin my credit, which is not true. But they feel that burden on their shoulders and they just want to get rid of it. So, you know, that's and those come and, you know, 500 letters to have a couple accepted offers. That's that's a darn good response rate. But what I like to track is conversion rate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 truly crucial and stuff. And and we are really in this business. We are people that help people out of jams. We saw help solve their problems and help them solve their problems. It's like you said, they you know, people feel like, oh, I got this burden and stuff. And we just we think creative ways to help them relieve them of that suffering and stuff. That's been what what I've done all along. And you know, people feel like they're in a bind and, and a lot of times they are and they don't know how to deal with it. Whereas you and I both know how to to talk to them and, and see the situation for the reality it is and help them out. That's so true. We're not in the land buying and selling business. We're we're in the problem solving business. That's right. We're looking at the problem. The problem is the land most of the time for them. And the solution for our buyer is the land. So it's that's right. All we're doing is one man's trash is another man's treasure mm-hmm. and making a nice profit on it each month. Yeah. Well, last question. What advice would you give to the person listening to this and, and thinking about getting started in land? I would say do it immediately. Don't <laughs> hesitate. Really, because if you dawdle around, you're just you're frittering away stuff. Just you know, take positive action, but stay with it. You know, follow through with things. Send out the letters, and you know, you, you can be a little bit, you can get a little sad or, or you know, disheartened or whatever like that. Just stay with it. Stay focused. That's you know, be committed to it, and I think you'll find that. Uh, it will it will come around to you. It's uh, it is a newer. I I consider it something newer and really cool. Where there's not as much competition as when you're doing, you know, single family houses, which I focused on for a long time. It's like yeah, you can have those, and there may be a deal that comes through, but they're few and far between now. And whereas this looks like it's it's an open open field. No no pun intended. Uh, it's an open opportunity. It's an open field. What is there? Is a there was a song? The field of opportunity. In the field of opportunity, it's plowing time again. You know, it's a terrible Neil Young song. So, but I just say, just just act, just act, and and then commit yourself to doing it. There, there are techniques and everything like that. And Brent gives you everything you need to do this and to make it happen. And that's that's the most important thing. And uh, that's what I'm grateful to Brent for. I, you know, I, I knew him before and then, you know, from all the different meetings and stuff like that. And then I, you know, I knew that I would be working with him and I knew that would, things would be really well. And he's, he's a genuine person that, that I enjoy working with and, and we just follow along with stuff. It's been really great. That is such, such amazing advice. Uh, that was, I usually try and repeat the number one thing that, that you say there, but you said so much in that one breath. I would say the only thing that I can actually regurgitate in the field of opportunity is time to plow again. Did I get that right? <laughs> yeah, that's close enough. <laughs> that is, and say that again. I wouldn't the, write that down. In, in the field of opportunity, it's plowing time again. It's plowing time again. Gotcha. All right. And you know what? So many people are afraid to just get out there and plow. And that's, that's it. You know, you can have all the education, you know, I don't like education. I like instruction. You take action. The mm-hmm. results come. Then that's where the education. Uh, I learned that from my mentor. 
thank you so much for joining me, Brian. Oh, my pleasure. Um, it was good, good, good talking with you, and always a pleasure. Every time I see your text come through, I know it's going to be a positive, <laughs> and you're telling me you sold a piece of land. Hey, <laughs> well, this was fun. Yeah, very good, sir. If you're interested in starting your way to generating passive income through land, head over to wholesalinginc.com forward slash land. That's wholesalinginc.com forward slash land and schedule a call with me or my team. And we'll hop on a short call with you, discuss your real estate investing goals. And if it sounds like we're a good fit together, I'd be honored to coach you in land investing. I'll see you next time, Land Sharks. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.